Addy. Mr. Behevsky. What is up? Good to hear your voice after a week away, even though uh, there was another lost episode in there. <laughs> oh, that episode got lost? Well, I mean, in the sense that it didn't air. <laughs> Epic. You know, yeah. it wasn't our finest work. I, I blame the headphones. I blame the headphones. The headphones were messed up. There was a bit of a scheduling snafu. We were trying to rush it. And you can't, you can't rush this masterpiece. You can't rush a beauty yeah, like rush this. this. Yeah, it needs time to bake. You got to put this thing in the oven. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much how I felt. And after my, you know, initial assessment of uh, what we had put on tape, it wasn't our best. And, you know, you don't, you, you don't put anything out there if you don't put your best out there. So You're a guy with standards, and we appreciate that about you. You're right, exactly. Except for, you know, I'm going to end that sentence right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, a lot, of, a lot of stuff has happened. A lot of things have happened in the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, and there's really been so much to get to. We got a great episode planned uh, for this, uh, what's going to be our ninth episode. We had another crazy week 10. Uh, we're not going to recap any week nine because there's a lot of things that have already happened. And uh, we're going to do a little bit of mid-season awards this week. Or, yeah, mid-season awards. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what I meant to say. Um, including some some fake ones that we've just made up. Uh, so if it's all, all good with you, Bennett, I think we should uh, cue the intro guy. Hit it. From AdBam Studios, coast to coast, this is The Three-Point Conversion with Bennett Mayrock and Addy DeSessa. Boom. He doesn't take a week off. I yeah, do think man. It, is, it is convenient that you want to skip over week nine. I just uh, crunched the numbers and I got you again on the picker. Got you again. Oh, you know, for the record, just because uh, I, I want it to be an accurate record of what we've done and please, what we've predicted this please. year, go ahead and enlighten us. What what happened? What happened last week in the pick'em? How did we do? Well, it's two, or, or, it's or two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Um, we had some bold picks right as a group. Um, I know it's we're going a little back in the time machine, but remember how the Falcons won a game and they beat the Saints? That was really weird. We both picked that to happen. <laughs> Seems oh, like really? years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I hate the Falcons. I don't. I don't know why we did that. Well, you did pick them to go to the playoffs. Yeah, I guess I did pick them to be better. Than they Which be. you know, I that's that's going to come up later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Great. Thanks. <laughs> um. The other one that was interesting was I picked that Denver was going to beat the Cowboys somehow. So that was a big one for me. Um. And I also picked that the Cardinals were going to beat the Niners. I don't even know if we knew Kyler Murray was out at that point, but I, I got that right. And then we just got gypped because we didn't have the Packers Chiefs line adjusting. So it wasn't really our best week between us, but, but you had 3.5 out of 10. I got five out of five out of 10. Wow. Actually, that sounds like maybe one of my worst weeks. Yeah. You want to hear some of your worst picks? Yeah. Yeah. Let's play it back. Cincy to beat the Browns and cover against the Browns. The Eagles to beat the Chargers and cover against the Chargers. Yeah, they the damn Packers. Near, they, okay, okay, that wasn't that wasn't such a bad pick. They damn near did it. Damn near did it. Damn near did it. Uh, Rams to win against the Titans. 
didn't happen. But you had you did have that the Rams wouldn't cover, which technically is a half a point. So I gave you half a point there. But anyway, season records. Uh, I'm still close to fifty percent. You're closer to forty percent. Um, yeah, I think um, where where you lack in the picks, you're probably making up ground on the wings, though. Yeah, but that's probably true. Although you said you went in this week, but look, if uh, you're fifty, if you're fifty percent on forty percent, here's all that tells me, Bennett. Talk to me. You, you know I like basketball. That means you're okay. shooting threes, or sorry, you're shooting you're shooting twos, and I'm shooting threes. All right. You know you I, have I, you have taken some big swings. Yeah. Unfortunately for you, you don't get extra points for those big swings. Well, I mean, maybe not, maybe not in your uh, kind of uh, binary one zero and maybe a half a point here and again uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. scoring system but in the hearts and minds of the listeners uh they really they really do get a sense of uh my superior football knowledge and so in a way i do get extra points wow yeah wow really getting confident going to these these mid-season awards look i i may not have shown it in uh week eight I guess that was the or you week could say away. any week. You could say any week. <laughs> well, I, I was trying to say that that you know, I because I was adjusted to the seventeen game schedule, I, I was making picks as if I was making them at a mid season clip, uh, where my knowledge is just really kind of uh, unmatched and unimpeachable. Uh, but I was a little early because I had forgotten that it's an eighteen week season, so my, my picks weren't quite calibrated. I think now they're going to be calibrated, uh, and, and we'll be in good shape. Well. Let's save that one for the end of the year awards for worst take. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's jump right into it, man. Uh, did you catch any of the Monday Night Football game last night? If, if, if you didn't, it's okay, because I watched it uh, to the extent that it was watchable. I didn't watch it, but I did have strong, real strong feelings going into it. Like, you know, you've watched the freaking Cardinals without Kyler beat up on the Niners. And you say to yourself, oh, the Rams, they just got Von Miller. He's going to play. ODB is going to play. They're, they're exciting Hollywood team. It's a no-brainer. This is an easy one. Uh, and I sat down at a dinner and just watched the score pile up against him. Um, no, I, what happened? So it started off really poorly. And it was almost like I watched the Steve Levy broadcast because I keep forgetting to record the Manicast. Um, yeah. I think there was, there was Manicast, right? Wasn't uh, yeah. film, film I saw Draymond Green was, was on it. There was a clip going around. Yeah, right. And he, and he uh, did some trash talking of Peyton. Well, I saw his, his headphones went out and it, for like 15 seconds on the broadcast. It legitimately sounded like like the Charlie Brown teacher. That's good. That's good TV. Yeah. Yeah. And Peyton's face was priceless. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Peyton was also, there was more clips of Peyton eating. I think he was eating a salad this time, but just shoveling it into his face. It's like, <laughs> I think it's become a bit that they're doing. Draymond um, uh, uh, Green, apparently. Uh, so Eli asked Draymond because Draymond is apparently a legendary trash talker, what he would trash talk to Peyton. And he said something like, uh, Peyton, you're supposed to be some all-time great, but didn't you get cut by the Colts? <laughs> and Peyton was like, all right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and then they funny. built a statue outside the stadium for him. It all evened out at the end. Right, it funny. all evened out. Uh, and then there, I guess Phil Mickelson was on, and they were oh, talking really? about the Manning curse. It was either this, this week or last week. 
Um, and so they said, what do you think? Like, Phil, can you just for the camera, for the, for the viewers at home, just, just come clean and say that there's no Manning curse. And Phil said, no, no, I believe in the curse. That's why I'm not playing next week. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, yeah, so anyways, I watched the Steve Levy broadcast because I like torturing myself listening to two of the most miserable football analysts, I think, that are out there, Lewis Riddick and Brian Greasy. Uh, they're just so self-serious. And every time, it's got to be some kind of ultimatum. It's time for, you know, the, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller. These guys are stars. They want to be stars. But it's time for them to make a play. Someone's got to make a play. It's like, uh, you know, everyone calm down. All right? They've been on the same team for five minutes. And also, it's like still week 10, and the Rams are 7-2. and two. Um, Chill. Well, now they're 7-3. and three. But look, here's what happened. The announcers almost predicted this because they said Sam – excuse me, Matt Stafford came out after the disappointing game last week against the Titans when he threw two early interceptions. And he said, I basically spotted the other team 14 points last week, and I can't have that happen again. And what did he do in the beginning of this Stop. game? Well, yeah, he threw a – terrible broken play interception to Odell Beckham and you can blame that on the fact that Odell Beckham has literally been on the team for three days why is he playing so much I mean that's maybe a a Sean McVay question uh but you know you got a talented player on the field you just lost Robert Woods to an ACL injury on Friday so look they put OBJ in the mix maybe earlier than they would have liked to interception bad interception right off the bat not great the uh Niners then got another interception off of a bobbled pass by uh, Tyler Higby. He just dropped the ball. Ball just bounced off his hands, went pick six the other way. And and that's 14... why Odell Beckham's playing a lot. They well, got yeah, anyone else besides Zach Cup. All right, exactly. And then Van Jefferson, I think it's Van Jefferson, uh, dropped one in the end zone. So a lot of drops. Cooper Cup had some drops. Those guys had five drops on third downs, the Rams did. So it's just kind of killing themselves uh and i don't think the defense has had time enough to gel uh you know von miller wasn't really a factor in this and a big part of that was the fact that the niners ran the ball really well and on the passing side of things they couldn't stop debo samuel who's really not getting enough chatter as far as i'm concerned in terms of breakout players of the year hint hint uh i don't don't know if we have a category for that but we should i don't think that's an award yeah yeah it feels like debo samuel should win that uh, but also George Kittle was back, uh, and he was just so reliable for Jimmy G who could just throw the ball five yards down the field to Kittle and Kittle would rumble for two or three more seven or eight yards a clip. Easy money. Uh, Debo's yeah, so an the- interesting, uh, an interesting case. I mean, obviously the Niners kind of stink, but you know, to think about what, what's the continuity between that Super Bowl team from, from two years ago and where they're at today. Well, Debo Samuels didn't play a lot of last year. When he's in, they're much more potent offense, especially when he has Garoppolo. Yeah. It's an interesting one. He's one of those guys who just seems to catch the ball always, like, running full speed. Yeah. Uh, and you're just like, oh, crap. Oh, God. Oh, God. He's gone. He's gone. And that Love happens a guys. lot. And yeah. they put him in the backfield a lot. Like, he was – they were doing these weird sets where he would, you know, he'd start out wide and then go in motion and, and blend line up next to Garoppolo in shotgun. It was cool. It, it, they got the ball in the guy's hands. And this is the first time in a long time, and it's trendy now to say this, but that, that Kyle Shanahan's kind of offensive genius actually yeah. came through. He looked creative. It looked like inspired. He had a game plan. They followed it, and the Rams kind of got beat up. Uh, but I'm not panicking about the Rams. I, I think people who are, who are calling the you know, fire department about the Rams dumpster fire are, are, are way premature. 
Is that the, the buzz in LA? People are freaking out. They're like, yeah, oh, I yeah. Seen, I've never seen a football team before. Like, Whoa, they're losing. Well, I mean, like that's that's I feel like the buzz on uh, all the crap that we listen to and watch. And also, similar things could be said, or in, in some corners, you're hearing similar things said about the Buccaneers. I guess, like, w- like what's happened? They lost two in a row. Um, you know, just kind of spare me a little bit. Yeah, we forget that it's a long season that was just made longer, and that every team's going to have have their off games. I think the uh, it's going to be an interesting second half of the season to see if teams really break away. I mean, look uh, what happened to the to the Cowboys. Yeah. You, you know, they they got demolished by the terrible Broncos and everyone was freaking out about them. And then, okay, look, then they righted the ship. It's one game. One game. I just took a bite of a tortilla and it's really hot. Huh. Huh. Uh, The Broncos aren't that bad, mister. And we'll get to that later. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. Actually, actually, I I agree with that take. You do? Yeah, Broncos are not, not that bad. Yeah. They're not that bad. Not um, that bad. No, not. They're not. But they're inconsistent. Uh, Pats were dominant against the Browns. They won 45 to 7. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think there's been a lot said about the Pats being kind of a contender, maybe only because the AFC seems a little bit uh, up for grabs. Yeah, I think as, as, like, as pessimistic as people are about the Bucks, about the Rams, I think people are getting really excited about the Patriots now. Yeah. And maybe too much so, but I, I don't think so. It seems to be appropriate because they're improving and visibly improving. Like they passed the eye test of, Oh, Oh, actually these guys are a good team. And this is, it, it seems like Bill Belichick is a little different. I don't know. There's, does it seem to you like they're they're just they're having more fun up there? Maybe it's just because it's a it's a new and exciting team. You know, it's really like a new core of players that they've developed. Or is it is that just me? No, to- I think when you have a year of mediocrity, then the winning tastes so much better. Yeah. Versus year after year, it's like, are we going to win the Super Bowl or is this going to be a letdown season? Which right. I mean, you know, what was that? Ten years of that? I mean, it's crazy. Fifteen yeah. years of that? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and he gets to kind of, you know, let his creative juices fly a little bit. I mean, this was a huge week for letting Mac Jones just let it rip a little bit more. Yeah. Um, scary. I don't know. It's like a, you know, beaten down Colts fan my whole life. Anytime, anytime I see the Patriots winning, uh, it's it's scary because that could mean the, the end of your team's chances that season. Yeah, but I have to say, man, you uh, spoke this into existence. I did. I did. I saw it happening. And you did it week after week. It wasn't just like a one-off thing. You said that you that I have stowed away in my memory bank, which is, as we know, uh, a very good memory bank. Uh, it's It was the kind of thing that you said week in, week out, and it just has become true. The I said next- it early, though. I've kind of backed off it a little bit. Right? Uh, well, because true. because I think your atavistic tendencies got, got the better of you, and you said, oh, oh God, oh, God. What was that God. word? Uh, atavistic. Yeah, that's right. What? What does that yeah, mean? No, look, look, is that in English? You were being, it was easy. It's easy to be objective and to, uh, you know, say nice things about the Pats when uh, all the teams are zero and zero and the Pats are not threatening to be a contender once again uh, in short order. Atavistic is an adjective that means relating to or characterized by reversion to something ancient or ancestral. I did that. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, because that's what I'm saying. You were being, you were all being all analytical and objective uh-huh. in, week, in yeah. week one, and maybe even in week two and three. You were saying, "Oh yeah, well, I took the pass," but my third And then you know you couldn't you couldn't hack it anymore when the Colts ended up zero and three. And I mean, the Pats were what I guess one and two at this point. But as the Pats started to actually be a team that could win games or they had that close battle with the Bucks, and it was like oh man actually are they are they decent and then they had a close game with the Cowboys and it's like oh wow they're they're actually a good team and you've just gotten quiet and quiet and quiet on about the Pats and I think it's because I went back to my roots yeah you're reverting hold on my dog's got a squeaky toy that's just not gonna fly (laughs) Beanie we can't do this now buddy sorry Beanie Yeah, so with the time change, he's not getting as much park time because I can't get out of work early enough to, you know, let him uh, run around at the park for an hour after work. What time is the sunset for you? It's getting like 4.45 now. Wow. Yeah, we're the same. I just assumed California was sunnier. Well, I mean, it's uh, not nearly as sunny as it is in Philadelphia. Always sunny there. That was so so lame. (laughs) Very lame. We should be punished for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He just lost three listeners. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's your butt? Oh, no, I was just going to say, you brought up Philadelphia. You you know, when we do these recaps, I'm always surprised how low you can wait to talk about the Eagles. If I were you, I'd be, uh, I'd be pretty excited. Look, but that's, that's the nature of a 500 team. You, you, you don't got to get too up. You can't get too low. You got to just stay in, stay in the middle. And these guys are looking like – I have like, a 500 team. <laughs> I'm very excited about my 500 team. You're right. But, I mean, like, it's been a Carson Wentz quarterback 500 team. So, it's been, <laughs> it's been exciting the whole way. They've been in a roller Like, every step of the way, except for when they aren't, you know. Uh, and, and, by the way, I've got thoughts about that game, too. <laughs> Your game. All right. Before, before we get there, though, I, I just want to ask uh, a, a quick question that feels more and more rhetorical every week. And, and I tried to phrase this in a funny way. Is Baker cooked in Cleveland? Nah. <laughs> um, I don't know. This is, and this is, you know, these are like the favorite, like ESPN first take headlines. You know, oh, Baker Mayfield, like he's done. They need to move on from the guy. A week ago, I mean, he was beating up on the, on the Bengals and we thought he was, you know, back. And, uh, you know, in this post Odell Beckham world was going to be this savior. I, I don't know. Is he ever going to be a superstar quarterback who's like leading the team towards the Super Bowl? Probably not. Doesn't look that way. What is it? Year four? It, kind of if it was going to happen, we would kind of see that or at least see the inklings of that by now. But is he good enough to lead a team and win a Super Bowl as, you know, second fiddle? As a guy who lets, you know, lets Chubb run the ball? Yeah, probably. And Chubb wasn't in last week, so I can't fully judge the offense based on that performance alone what do you think he's cooked you hate the guy yeah i i just think he's a try hard <laughs> man I, I think he's a try hard and uh is, is one of those guys who just talked about so much and contributes so little or so con- inconsistently and, and it's just a true embarrassment for the browns to go up to new england and get absolutely spanked like this like that's ridiculous especially after they had a nice win against the, the bengals and it was like oh they ride the ship a big emotional game obj's gone and then to just lay a complete egg um i don't know i, I think that's kind of embarrassing um and i know it wasn't just him but the guy's playing with a terribly injured shoulder he hurt his knee and then uh you know came for a little bit and 
It just seems like it would be better for the team if he didn't play. And maybe it's because he's not healthy. He's pressing so much, but he's just not a good quarterback right now. Um, and he's probably playing a lot because it's his contract year and he, you know, wants to get a big extension. And I think he's pressing. And I, ultimately, I think that that is hurting his case. The fact that he's putting this bad stuff on tape. And it's like, uh, even if it's not the Browns, I don't know that anyone else is going to watch your stuff and be like, oh, yeah, got to get that guy on the squad. I don't know. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's too important of a position for you to be like your main asset to be the hype man. If you're the quarterback, you got to be more than the hype man. You can be the hype man and a good quarterback, but you can't be like just the hype man. So he, so he needs to – you bring up a good point about the contract year. I mean, it's right. It's the fourth year in the league where a quarterback really has to sink or swim. Um, they have an option, I guess, to keep him for another year, or what's the uh, – Yeah, I think it's a, it's a fifth-year option. Uh, but he was 1-1, one, one, right? Yeah, he was 1-1. One, one. But, right, he, gets, he goes from a base salary of 900000 to a base salary of $18.8 million if they pick it up next year. Jeez. Wow. That's an investment. You know who got his fifth-year option picked up? Mr. Wentz? <laughs> no. Sam oh. Darnold. Sam Darnold. Yeah, it's like uh, I bet they were getting doing that. Yeah, it was like in June, uh, right after they acquired him. They, uh, the Pan- yeah, the Panthers trade. Yeah, they traded draft picks for him and then picked up the option. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, like it's, it's like 18 million bucks or something like some of their baby. That's tough stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, there's I've got some, more to say uh, about Baker. I've got more to say about Baker okay. this episode, so so I'll, okay. I'll I'll put a pin in that for now. Can we jump? Can we jump to Cam Newton because we talked about them and I got a funny joke. Yeah, let's do it. It was like, um, they brought Cam Newton, or they brought in um, Teddy Bridgewater to replace Cam Newton, and they brought in Sam Darnold to replace Bridgewater, and now they brought in Cam Newton to just replace them all. <laughs> They're back. They just circled back. Hell yeah. And they paid him $10 million. I mean, I think it's a $10 million maximum. Uh, but, you know, like a, like a $4 million signing bonus or something like that. For um, half a year's work. Yeah. Not I mean, bad. Good Cam. for you, man. Good for you. Yeah. I, and uh, got, gets in the game, throws a touchdown pass, runs for a touchdown pass against the Cardinals in a game that another game that Kyler Murray missed. And this time, Paul McCoy's magic wasn't enough because it was the. Mike White of it all um, for Cole <laughs> in the sense that it was a one, one hit wonder. Um, and uh, he takes off his helmet and says, I'm back. I'm back. In what had to have been the stupidest, most obvious, most Cam Newton uh, penalty of all time. Just, yeah, but it's a soundbite of maybe the year so far. No, I own you. I no? still own you. I, I own you. I still own you. I, I think is the oh, best. Oh yeah, I know that was way better. Although we're we're well, we're, we're off Rogers now. Tarnished. We're off yeah. Rogers. And Cam's got Cam's vaccinated. So yep, you're right. I'm with you. That's the quote. Cam's that's the soundbite of the year. Cam 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 is vaxxed, baby. He got vaxxed like a month ago, or maybe a month after the season started. And he said, "I'm vaxxed. I'm ready to play. Let's make it happen." Good man. Yeah. yeah. You know who's vaccinated? Surprised surprised me as uh, Roethlisberger. He got COVID, but you know I expected him to be. You know, MAGA hatting his way through the season. Oh, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm surprised he even acknowledges that COVID's a thing. He self-reported, you know. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, he's probably yeah, just I don't feel looking so for good. a mid-season break. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> Ben, that's because you're 39 and the statue and you have a sports hernia. 
I mean, yeah, I don't know about yeah. the sports hernia. That's not reported. Every but... injury known to man. <laughs> right. I mean, his elbow fell off a few years ago. And they were like, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. But, it, of course, <laughs> that, that guy is like, just like a big dude. He, I don't think he actually has hit the weight room in, in 30 years. But, He's looking yeah. slimmer this year. He's looking a little slimmer. Well, I mean, slimmer, but it's like uh, – no muscle tone. He's probably he's probably the king of dad bods, which you know nothing wrong with that. But it just sometimes surprises me, me when you see, because I, I don't think Carson Wentz has a dad bod, you know. No, but but he's he's also twelve years younger, eleven years younger, and just like and a re- real athlete like Ben Roethlisberger could move, but he was just like he was just like withstand hits with this huge body. Yeah, he probably like it was cool. Yeah, it's true, and then getting motorcycle accidents and stuff, um, and stuff. <laughs> and, and nightclub incidents. Yeah. Just, <laughs> got swept under the rug. Yeah. Oh, boy. Not a good guy, probably. Um, <laughs> the Bucks lost again. Uh, let's deal Let's deal with this in 30 seconds, man. Are you worried about the Bucks? No. This happened last year. Okay. Yeah, me either. Thanks. They scared me. Yeah. They're, they're, in fact, I'm more scared of them now than I was before. I think the the real the real talking point with Tom Brady is I think while we were speaking or after this that man in the arena is going to debut. Oh yeah, it's streaming now. Yeah, that, that's going to be pretty loud. An episode is like an hour of just like content from like that's the kind of it's the stuff you know it's the the Jordan doc. This is not um, the last yeah this is last dance, but it, it's with a guy who's currently in uh, what may or may not be his last dance. <laughs> Oh, I don't think this is last dance. Do you? No, because he's going to play until forty-five for sports science. Um, TB. No, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm. I watched a couple of clips today, like some of the Bledsoe clips um, from the early years. I oh, you watched it? From episode or you one. saw a trailer? No, no. I, like I saw, I saw a couple of clips uh, when I was procrastinating at work today. Um, <laughs> but you, you know what else comes out tomorrow is uh, Hard Knocks. Your guy. The mid-season Hard Knocks. Yeah, for depth <laughs> tomorrow. That's gonna be great. There's there's yeah. some good characters on this team. The world needs to see. It's it's My good boy Quiddy Pay, and there's they're letters. and they're in a great season. It's a great season for them, but just like a, they're bad. They're they're totally battling. Uh, even though their field is video games makes games virtually unwatchable on television. Um, they're having a great season. I heard a rival podcast make the same jokes about uh, the turf. Really? What was the they're, they're ripping off your bit. Was it Damashek? No, uh, the part in my take, guys. Oh, wow. Ripping off your bit. I've never heard anyone complain about that turf. That's a beautiful stadium, but I guess, you know, to the untrained eye, uh, you know, there could be some issues. Take. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's funny. Yeah, Dave Dave Portnoy just got accused of. uh, Yeah, I saw. Yeah, Barstool is not good. No, my take is good. I, I catch myself listening. I, I don't listen to their whole pods, but I watch some of their their clips on uh, the fastest two minutes on a Monday morning. They do the the boomer. Do you listen to that? Oh uh, no, I should though. Maybe I'll start, oh. maybe I'll work them into the rotation because I'm just that's the only one you should listen. Just listen Monday morning. Just lit. It's right up your alley too because they do. It's uh like the fastest two minutes with like boomer. They're fake boomer impressions and they do a lot of like funny like names and rhymes. Uh, you would cool. eat this one up. Yeah, All this right, would nice. be perfect for you. So they say the lines get off the schneid. <laughs> Like that, no, they do a lot of nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> a lot of All right, that does sound up my alley. I will, I will yeah. listen. Yeah, and like and it. like I said, I just 
obviously consume football podcasting. Uh, so I'm by Tuesday. <laughs> yeah add this one to the mix it's good it's good i go there before simmons May, oh whoa whoa on monday on whoa monday. yeah whoa uh bill if you're mm-hmm. listening i'd still like a job at the ringer <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, in-house counsel i'm a simmons no, i'm a simmons guy oh no come on man yeah. I, I i don't want to do that kind of serious coat and tie stuff i want to be i only one of the boys last night man he looked different than i expected in real in uh, my dream which seemed like real life yeah i was i was i was in his basement like watching his four tvs that he always talks about uh with him it it was uh not much memory after that but i remember bill simmons and somebody else being there maybe it was you but uh, the the way you just trash talked him i don't know um the way the way this podcast is picking up steam i'd say it's it's uh t-minus one year before the acquisition so that that reality can come true yeah wouldn't it be nice? Um, <laughs> speaking of wouldn't it be nice, <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Uh, the, the Colts, uh, the team that you cheer for, yeah, five and five. Solid five and, and it's, five. It's very five and five. Like the way I look at their schedule, if I could break it down for you quickly, mm-hmm. Seahawks, you should lose that game with, you know, healthy Russell Wilson and them like Pete Carroll skimming it up all offseason. The Rams, you should lose that game. The Titans, wait, wait, wait. you should lose Se- that game. Seahawks, what? You should lose. I'm saying, I'm going through the Colts calendar. Yeah, they lost to him. But like, you should. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were just like, yeah. we're playing them again. I was like, no, that's definitely no, no, not no. happening. I'm saying, like, that's a game you lose. You lose to the Seahawks opening day. That's fine. You lose to the Rams. You lose to the Titans in Tennessee. You beat the Dolphins. You lose to the Ravens. You beat the Texans. You, you beat the 49ers. You lose to the Titans. You beat the Jets. You beat the Jaguars. They have not blown a game all season. They have not won a game all season. This is just like the season hasn't even started for this team. But to be clear, not blowing a game includes their 19 point fourth quarter collapse against the Ravens. And they collapse against the Titans at home. A- and they blew the game against the Rams. Like, yeah, they could have won some games, but they didn't. Like, they right. could have won some games that like marked preseason as L. So, what they... you're saying is they're smugly, they're smugly five and five. So they're five and five, and they're like, we did exactly what we wanted to do. Yeah. We didn't do anything well, but we didn't blow any games. Um, yeah, weird way of putting that. I'm not sure I agree with that characterization. Why not? But uh, who who should because they, you do who you blew they games? They blow. lost to. They blew they blew games. But if they or if they won that Ravens game and they, they won, won that, that Titans you're game, doing that thing that they're seven and three. They're seven and three. They're not yeah. a seven and three team. They're a five yeah, and but, five team. Okay, okay. And they've played to that level. You did half of the grind. I'm not doing what you're saying. I'm not doing what you're saying. You I'm almost not playing did that, that game where they should be a seven and three. I'm not playing this game where we should consider them for the AFC lead. Okay, okay. I'm not okay. saying they're the best team in football. You're just I'm saying that saying they that. would be if they were a different. I'm team, saying they would be that. <laughs> maybe they should be. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, Homer. So, Iowa. so oh, look, I didn't watch this game, but I'm a recent uh, customer, a new customer of NFL Game Pass. Oh is, boy, you know because. It, I, I wasn't spending enough money on sports-related streaming <laughs> services this year. So I decided to add, after my seven-day free trial, another 10 bucks a month for uh, NFL Game Pass. My dog why is like, kissing me. I don't know. Hi, hi buddy. Hi. Yeah, good Do you get billed all year for that or just in season? That's a good question. Well, that's why I didn't do the, the annual deal because they said it's 50 bucks annually or nine ninety nine a month that I'm figuring – I got two months left of nine ninety nine, and I'm not yeah. going to want it during the playoffs. I'm going to watch the games. Now the gavel, baby. 
Uh, yeah, but how so, are you going to break down offensive uh, pass blocking schemes if you don't have the all well, uh, well, all forty two? Yeah, I don't. I don't have all, all twenty two. All twenty two is not. No, all twenty two is not on there. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's, ju- it's just the like condensed game where it's uh, you know the broadcast. But they... yeah, I got that. No, dude, you got to get the you got to get the all twenty. You got to go all in. Look, I'm trying to make like one or two friends this year. <laughs> and getting all 22 is probably not the healthiest thing for my social life. Your friends are interior linemen and you will watch them. <laughs> you know, I would be friends with interior linemen. I, I'm kind of like a rah-rah kind of guy. I'd be the quarterback who takes everyone out to dinners and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, really? I, 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 I love uh, – Yeah, right, exactly. Except for uh, – what's his name? Who was the guy who bullied the other guy? Um, incognito. Richie Incognito. Yeah, He's apparently like... a good locker room guy. People like him. Besides yeah, for that one guy he bullied. Right. Yeah, actually, make, yeah. make American great again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, but I, but I, so I watched the condensed version of this Colts game. Oh, you did? First of all, complete snooze fest. Uh, uh, the first yeah. quarter was fun. <laughs> yeah, because the Colts scored 17 points and then scored yeah. six the rest of the way. And That's I was like, weird. you know, they, they were up seven, 17 zip. Yeah. They won 23 to 17. Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz threw the ball and actually completed the pass left-handed. <laughs> yeah, you saw that? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> I was like, all right, make a note of that. The guy's throwing the ball left-handed still. Um, Jonathan Taylor, though. That guy's a beast. You you were right about him. And uh, But for he wasn't, Jonathan he wasn't, Taylor... He, I mean, look. Uh, okay. I, I, think I'm, I think you're walking right into another trap of my... I got another years. trap? Oh, damn. Look. <laughs> Go, go ahead. Wait, why wasn't he? Because he seemed, he seemed pretty good to me in the condensed version of the game. 90 yards in the first quarter, finished the game with 116. Yeah, but I mean, also that's – but to your earlier point, the whole game pretty much happened in the first quarter, at least anything significant. Uh, no. Like, we, we opened the door and gave, you know, the, the one one pick, the ball down six, you know, ready to drive down the field and got lucky that – our defense was able to make a play and strip sack him. But like, there was a real chance we lost that game. Yeah. And the, and the Jags missed a field goal. So that would have been actually closer. Um, or was that an extra point? It was, they missed an extra point. Maybe missed a field goal too. It was the well, most Jags are... thing. They were yeah. down like 17 zero. And that guy, uh, Agnew breaks off this like huge yeah, run. 70 yard run. And, and it's like, Oh my gosh. Like, are they going to, are they going to like make this a ball game? And then they missed the missed extra, the extra point. point. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But then they still did make it a ball game uh, because they did. Dude, Wentz, Wentz is is. Uh, oh my god! This just con- this confirmed for me that he's doing exactly the same shit he did for the last five for five years. Where yeah. it's like he's clearly really athletic, but he refuses to play boring football. And it's like, <laughs> dude, it is. You do not. You look more like Baker Mayfield when you're picking yourself off the turf all the time. You know, and that's just not winning football. It's not. And because he's not bringing Lamar Jackson levels of, you know, physicality to the game. He's like taking it. He's not, he's never delivering them and he's never really threatening people. He's scrambling out of the way. But more often, he's just keeping the ball in his hands for so long. It's like the ball's got to be gone sooner, man. If, if you're, if you're not willing to take the little cheap crap that they're giving you, you're not going to be able to get the bigger stuff later. And my uh, friend, you know, Midway through the game, my friend texted me, like, because he was – there were a couple instances where he actually, like, his, like, run around and, like, not throwing thing actually paid off, and he, like, got out of some sacks and made some plays. My friend's like, oh, it's like, you know, Carson Luck or, or Andrew Wentz. 
And I was like, yeah, like minus like a hundred IQ points. <laughs> yeah, right. No, Carson Wentz is not in a, is not in the category with Andrew Luck, and I think you have to agree with that. No, of course. But how many interceptions does Carson Wentz have this year? What do you think? I don't know. Like three, 10, 15? four. Yes, no. three, three. Yeah, right. Pretty how many amazing. fumbles though? How many fumbles? Yeah. And how many no, they don't. We don't. Now? We don't talk about fumbles. We don't right. talk about fumbles with Carson Wentz. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, that would be just talking about the issue. <laughs> no, actually, he only has he only has two. He only has two. Two lost fumbles. Uh, right. Yeah. How, how many times have he been sacked? He's got to be sacked among the most in the league. I have uh, to imagine. 18, Eighteen and ten games. It's not too bad. Sure, it's just like one and a half a game. Um, look, I did I a just... deep dive on his Wikipedia the other day. Mm-hmm. It's kind of incredible. He's kind of he's kind of an inspiration. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid. Uh, drinking the Kool Aid. You, you know, not to go there, but you know that he believes that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. A lot of great people, like our head coach Frank Wright, believe believe similar similar stories, similar tales. <laughs> All right, let's 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 close that one there before things get too crazy. Anything else you want to say about the about the the five and five Colts? No, big game this weekend. We'll talk more about. Yeah, that. huge game this week. Well, yeah, it's a lot 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 of intrigue in that one. Um, Eagles, man, Oof. really a lot to be excited about this Eagles team. Uh, Jalen Hurts was balling. He would have he had a couple touchdowns, uh, or maybe just one. I don't know, but he he would have had another. Quez Watkins, another young wide receiver, dropped the ball in the end zone on one of them. Protected the ball. Did one, did one interception, but his arm got hit while he was throwing it. Uh, Devontae Smith, he and Devontae Smith have a great connection. They had two uh, throw-and-catch TDs. The defense is the only thing that really is, like, not something to feel excited about because they don't seem to be able to stop anybody on the passing game. I mean, they beat a Broncos team that beat up on their division rival, the Cowboys, the week before. Uh, but the Eagles don't seem to have any consistent answers in the defensive secondary, and that's the Why, did concern. Teddy rip you out? Teddy didn't have that good of a game, did he? No, he didn't, but he didn't have that bad of a game. Uh, yeah. And it's like, coming into this game, I think the Eagles were among the worst pass defenders uh, in the league. And so that's not great, um, because I don't think anyone's really expecting Teddy Bridgewater to light it up. That's why I think the Cowboys game was such an exciting uh, or such an unexpected outcome. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think that the Eagles have a lot to be excited about. they got a young wide receiver core. Uh, they're running the football a lot with two guys that were, like, at the bottom of the depth chart at the bottom the beginning of the season, uh, Jordan Matthews and uh, – or, excuse me, Jordan Howard and uh, Boston Scott, a little like oh, the Darren, Darren Sproles, but I'll uh, – so, I mean, it's, it's really exciting, and they're, and they're starting to gel. They're, they're, they're playing with, with a lot more in – I guess like intensity, it seems like, and a lot less chaos. Um, and Jalen Hurts looks more and more like a quarterback who's uh, who can play in this league. He's he's only started twelve games. You know, Mac Jones has started ten games, uh, but of course, Mac Jones has had Bill Belichick as his coach the entire time, and the expectation, of course, that he would be the quarterback. Uh, whereas Jalen Hurts has had to deal with kind of this incessant background noise of people saying, oh, I don't know. Is he good enough for the league? Is he good enough for the league? Everything that I'm seeing, it, it seems more and more like he's like he's good enough to play in this league and like the Eagles could actually build a team around him. So there's that. I got two uh, – I got a clarification. I got a question. Yeah. You said the Eagles are a 500 team. They're not. No, no, no they're below five. They're four and six. Yeah, they're, they're four and four six. six. Okay. I, I'd like the listeners. I'd like that to be noted. Well, look, look then, wait, wait, you know, if you're going to clarify, let me clarify further. Clarify. I'm going to clarify your clarification. Clarify. 
there's 500 teams that are 500 because their record is, is you know, uh-huh. they have as many wins as many losses. And there are 500 teams in, in, in the uh, kind of uh, spirit of it. Uh, it's like a state of mind. They're mediocre. They're average. Mediocre state of mind. Um, all right. That's, that's a good, good response to the clarification. How about this question? Are, yeah, go ahead. No, I got a question. Why, yeah. why do the Eagles hate Philadelphia? Oh, well, home. Oh, and four, oh, and four yeah. at home, and and proving to be a pretty a pretty solid road team. They they yeah. march into Denver and and really dominate the game. Can't win at home. Yeah, it's interesting. Good question. I you know before the Pats started winning uh, all their games, they were zero four at home uh, this season. Just want to point that out. Yeah, are they? And, yeah, the Eagles historically are a good home team, right? There's no. This and, is and, not like a historical issue. I, I mean, I don't know that they're historically exceptional at home, or like that it's mm. that it's that they're one of the teams where it's notable that they're better uh, at home than they are away. Like the Saints, in some years, have just been unstoppable yeah. at home, for instance. Yeah, you can't go into uh, the dome, or right, you can't go into Lambeau in the winter. Yeah, right. But I and, and it used to be that you, it was hard to win a game. So it doesn't seem to be the case yeah. anymore. Um, it, it, but you know, I think that the Eagles have. It does not stick out to me as as a place that they, at least in recent memory, uh, or at least maybe at the link, that they have been a team that wins more than on the road. I don't know that, despite the fact that their fan base is super engaged and passionate, uh, maybe it's actually just too stressful to play there because they're like, okay, we got about three plays before we get in booth. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the good news for you is like, mediocrity usually is the, is the worst possible thing for franchise building. Cause you're going to get a bad draft pick, but you get to anchor around what the dolphins pick and the Colts pick and your pick, you're going to be loaded up in this draft. Uh, yeah. No matter uh, what. Well, so you're going yeah, to have that's a good exactly right. off season. Yeah. And I, you know, we're going to have a couple, three first round picks. Probably. It's crazy. Uh, 10% yeah. of first rounders are going to Philadelphia. Huh. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of crazy, actually. I hadn't put it like that. Um, and we got a lot of young, we got got a lot. Excuse me, a lot of young players on the offense uh, who are in their rookie deals, and they're thirty-five million under the cap right now. So there's there's a lot of potential upside in Philadelphia in the coming years. So if you if you're looking for a bandwagon to get on, that might be one to consider. Choo choo. Yeah. Hopefully they can learn to play in Philly. Yeah, I mean maybe. Uh, I want to buzz <laughs> through the rest of these uh, these these headlines because we got a lot yeah. of stuff that I, we got a lot of content. Quickly, I just want to say my uh, Packers cicada theory is mostly back on track. The Packers after dropping the first game and then dropping the game last not last week but two weeks ago uh, when Aaron Rodgers was out and Jordan Love was playing quarterback. Uh, they seem to be very similar squad to the Patriots' 03 squad. We're gonna have to revisit that later in the season. Uh, and once the playoff seating shakes out, but feeling pretty smart about that. Um, yeah, that could be so. the best take of the year. I don't think we have that award because we're uh, we're masochists and all that. But uh, best take of the year could go to. Yeah, Masochist could be, theory. could be. Let's skip over the Chiefs for now because I think they're in a big game this week. Uh, so I'm told. Uh, so I think that we'll probably get a chance to go in on them, huh? Right? Don't you think? Deal. Got it. Okay. Uh, and, uh, uni watch the only uni watch. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We got, we got, a, you got, you can't skip over that key point. Which, what's the key point? 
Let's talk about the tie. You can't not talk oh, about the tie. Oh, I, I, didn't, There's a tie. I didn't notice it, my man. I didn't notice it. Tie, we could have gone back tie. to it. We could have gone, gone out of order. could have gone out of order. But, well, no. it's, it's, it's not, I started the uni watch. Just let me just finish. The, on, the only yeah. notable uniform that I saw uh, coming down the pike for this week is the Giants on Monday Night Football against the Bucks are going to wear their like 1980s, 1990s Giants uniforms with the Giants script on their helmet. Uh, and I think, I think the fans like it. Listen, you're talking about uniforms. I want to talk about a tie, though. <laughs> yeah, let's talk, let's talk about that tie. It was so funny. It was just like a rainy day in Pittsburgh, and no one wanted to win that game. Miss so Ro- Roethlisberger's fumbles. out. Roethlisberger's out because he's got, he's got COVID. Yeah, old, old Mason steps up against Jared Goff. What a matchup. And, um, yeah, it was classic. It was amazing. It was something else. Uh, yeah, so, so, I mean, what happened? Anything, anything of note? Just the well, one of the great things in the one o'clocks is like when you get these overtime games, especially tie that goes the distance, it's the only game really left. Like you're like, do I watch these kickoffs of the fours or I guess I'm sitting here. I'll just watch this game and see if anyone wins. And nope, no one won. Nope. It was a tie. <laughs> <laughs> the poor lions, you know, it's like they're, they're in a position to win this game. If ever they were going to beat the Steelers, it would be when Roethlisberger, who's a, who's a shell of his former self, but still is better than Mason Rudolph. Uh, you know, he's out. They're winning. They're winning in the fourth quarter. Uh, they have a chance to kick the winning field goal, and the guy freaking misses it. It's like, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. So. But you know they're pumped. You know they're pumped not to have a, have another L in the, in, the, in the loss column. Dan Campbell said he was in the twilight zone. It's <laughs> like, <After the> <laughs> Dan, I don't know, you know where your, your mental, emotional landscape is, but it uh, seems – very, very bleak. <laughs> Dan, you strike me as a one-year coach. Yeah, right. <laughs> like a definite like wide receivers coach who found himself in, in the head coaching gig. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you for indulging me in the tie talk. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That tie. That couldn't, was real fun. Couldn't have an episode without talking about that. So, um, yeah, maybe that'd be the only one we get this year. With any luck, it'll be the only one. The Eagles tied the game last year against the Joe Burrows. And uh, it's disappointing. Mid-season awards. That's the intro music. That's nice. That's good. Still yeah. got it. I don't think I can. You only get to break that out once a year. The intro guy's got it. Oh yeah, right. That wasn't me. That was the intro guy. The intro guy was doing the segment intro too. So uh, Bennett <laughs> and I have made some uh, mid-season awards here. Uh, some of them are awards you've heard of, like MVP and Coach of the Year, and others. Well, let's just say you're hearing them here first for the first time. Hmm. Hearing them here first. <laughs> yeah, that time. was a lot. Not only could I not replicate that intro music that I just did, I also could not replicate that sentence that I just said. Um, <laughs> it's a good one. It was a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so MVP picks. Oh, I like your pick here. I'm seeing it now on the. Uh, it, but it, but it's 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 a cheeky pick. You you, you did. I had a couple cheeky, cheeky ones. Yeah. All right. Well, so your, my, yours is good. Yeah. My MVP pick. I, so I, I I went back and forth between Lamar and Dak, because Lamar is arguably the most valuable player. Just in in the if those words were to mean, you know what they typically mean, but when they're put together uh, as a award for. A football player they seem to mean like who has the best stats <laughs> um because lamar has been 
the whole team for the Ravens in a lot of ways. Uh, but I just feel like Dak, he's not turning the ball over. He's thrown like 20 touchdowns and five interceptions uh, coming off of a serious injury the year before, uh, protecting the ball, putting the team on its back, got the swagger and the kind of poise and uh, recovery of a, of a champion. Um, so Dak's my, my MVP for, for this point in the season. Nice pick. Yeah. The counterpoint is Cooper rush, but yeah, that's a good pick. <laughs> Red rifle 2.0. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, my cheeky pick, I went, uh, King Derek Henry, uh, for first half MVP, obviously he's out the rest of the year or hopefully he's out the rest of the year, but I, I, we've seen the Titans win since he went down, but they've won thanks to their defense. Yeah. Um, even like last week was, you know, an interesting game against the saints and without Derek Henry, it's a different team. Uh, you're still probably going to lose the Titans, but you're not going to get, uh, you know, railroaded and run over the way Derrick Henry would do it to you. So he's my first half MVP. Yeah, I like that. That's solid. And you know what's good about that pick is you can probably, like, say it for, like, two more weeks because the guy was just on an absolute tear, had, like, yeah. 10 touchdowns and 900 yards in, in, what, like, six or seven games, which is just unheard of. Um, so yeah. good, good pick. I think he's still, he's still the rushing – yeah, he's, or he's tied with Jonathan Taylor in the rushing lead even though he's missed the last two weeks and a bye, I think like he just was dominating the league again, as, as he is wont to do. Yeah, as he does. That's kind of what he does when, when he's doing it. Um, but also good for Jonathan Taylor. I didn't realize that he was. Dead. Mm. So yeah. He, he should win. He should win the, 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 uh, the rushing award. Wow. That's exciting. All right. Yeah. Who you got comeback player of the year. Uh, I picked first last time. So you got to pick this one first. All right. I went cheeky again. Um, he was he was fun down in New Orleans. Had some games. I give it to Jameis Winston. Also injured. He's you know he's also now uh, the early favorite for comeback player of 2022. <laughs> yeah, making an early case. Uh, Carson Wentz is my backup. Uh, Your runner up. I think there's a case. Yeah, yeah, runner up. And then um, yeah, if we're if I'm getting bold, I'm putting it out on a limb. Cam Newton. Uh, when we do these ends of season awards, is our comeback player of the year. I love that after taking the Panthers to the uh, to the playoff. I, I like that last pick because it's so stupid and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love about that pick? How dumb it! Is. <laughs> um, so my comeback player of the year is my MVP, Dak Prescott. The guy's foot fell off last year, uh, don't you know? And now he's uh, slinging dimes and winning rhymes. I guess that's mm-hmm. probably right. I mean, that's probably the right answer. But, um, and- I've also got Joe the Donkey as my runner-up. Uh, Joe Burrow nice. uh, also broke his leg off, uh, but in a different way. His knee was just facing the wrong way. Um, and he's having a nice year for Cincinnati. Uh, so that's... That would have been the right answer two weeks ago. Yeah, agree. Agree. Uh, speaking of two weeks ago, that, that kind of dovetails nice with my Coach of the Year pick. So my Coach of the Year is Mike Vrabel of the Titans. Uh, nice. I, it's, a, it's like a quasi-grind my gears. I'm sick and tired of hearing all my favorite podcast hosts and everyone on first take, everyone on get up saying, I don't believe in the Titans. I don't be- the Titans are doing the only thing that matters in the NFL, which is win games. Okay. Yeah. Believe in them. They're eight and two. They're in a good position to be first seed in the AFC. We got a lot of football left to play, but that team is a mean team. They play team football uh, and they don't seem to care about style points. Everyone seems to think that the fact that, you know, their defense is scoring points like they did against the Rams uh, is – and who did they play last week? Sorry. Saints. 
in the, in the Saints. It's like another kind of weird game that there's there's not a lot of offensive fireworks. But they get enough points. They get enough points to win the game, and they win the game week in and week out. End of story. I'm tired of that. So Mike Rabel has really put together a really nice campaign for this team that I don't think people were picking to do great things. Maybe to win the division because the AFC South was uh, – Watch it. Booty. <laughs> Watch it. Uh, but my ru- my runner-up on this one was, uh, you know, two weeks ago – well, I guess my runner-up is Bill Belichick, but I'll, I'll let you talk about that. But, but two weeks ago, I would have said Sean Payton. Uh, yeah. the Saints coach because it's like they lost a Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees and put Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, and Trevor Simeon on the field and were winning games. Uh, so that that's not nothing. Who you got? Yeah. Well, I, I have Bill Belichick. I, I mean, I think it's um, it's amazing what he's done with, you know, kind of what was he, the fourth rookie drafted um, and, uh, and a team that was kind of, uh, I don't know, no one really knew what to make of them and they started off slowly and now he's strung together a winner. But I actually I like your pick. I think I think Vrabel, when all is said and done, because of these Titans, the rest of their schedule, they get the Texans twice, they get the Jaguars, they have the Dolphins. Like, there's no reason they don't win 13 games this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Vrabel's going to be the guy. We we look at the Titans now, and we're like, oh well, they're squeaking out games against like the Saints and the Rams or whatever it is. Yeah, wait till they play some of these bad teams. They're going to dominate them. Yeah, agree. I completely agree. And, and I also think that you know. Tannehill is good enough that he can be dangerous. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's, I, I don't think – yeah, I wouldn't pick him nine times out of ten against, like, a Tom Brady team or, or an Aaron Rodgers team. But I would pick him enough times that, that it's meaningful, uh, you know. And we we saw a few – I mean, it's like ten years ago now. But remember Joe Flacco played lights out for six games? It was like he blacked out for six games. And it wasn't – that wasn't how the Ravens got into the Super Bowl the year that, that they – it that wasn't how they got in the playoffs. That was how they got to the Super Bowl. Joe Flacco just threw like eleven touchdowns and zero interceptions, and uh, like tied Joe Montana for most touchdowns without an interception in the, in the NFL playoffs. And it's like Tannehill, I feel like he's got a uh, you know a stretch in him like that, and maybe he doesn't even need it. So I just think there's a lot of potential uh, for that Titans team. Oh yeah, I would I wouldn't pick him to make a run, but I, they'll they'll maybe even get the bye. Yeah, they might, and that's significant because they'd be the only team doing it on the AFC. Uh, all right, rookie of the year. Uh, do I have to pick this one first, or, or do you? No, I go first? first. I go first. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do and it, it, it dovetails nicely with my Belichick. I think you pair the rookie of the year, Mac Jones, with his coach of the year, Bill Belichick, for the first half of the season. You know, that's a great pick. And Thank to you. his credit, Mac Jones has been playing so well that I almost forgot about him. And by almost, I mean I completely forgot about him because I would say he's probably would be one of my runner ups or runners up. Yeah, runners up. So I've got two runners of them. up. Yeah, my rookie of the year has been Jamar Chase. Of course, he's cooled off a little yeah. bit lately, and uh, or at least seems to have. And they didn't play last week, so uh, not top of mind. Uh, but fifth overall pick, high expectations. People were disappointed with his preseason because he was dropping balls. And uh, I think he's been just a complete lightning rod for this um, for this Bengals team that's had a resurgent year, even though they've kind of come back to earth or regressed to the mean. But I also like Micah Parsons in Dallas. His stats, yeah. his stats aren't crazy, but that guy's a disruptor. And he's a player. Oh, he's, he's awesome. Speed. Yeah, it's like it, you got to watch that guy because uh, it's, it's, it's kind of incredible. Um, and the then Cowboys Devontae the Smith. That's scary. Yeah, it is. I mean, but their defense isn't like scary, scary, but it's, it's scary enough, I think. Um, but we can talk about that. Uh, Devontae Smith for the Eagles. Uh, yeah, yeah. The guy's sneaky good, and his, his numbers are, are almost on par with, uh, Jamar Chase's the guy averages like 14 yards a catch 
just comes up with the ball in these weird situations. He can actually run after the catch. He's a small guy, but he's not deterred. You know, he's not afraid of contact. Uh, and he's got swagger. I, I, I think I didn't know enough about him because I didn't watch too much Alabama football last year in his uh, Heisman Trophy winning season. But, man, he's, he's great. Um, he got me. He's one of the reasons why I'm excited about the Eagles going forward. So he's one of my runners-up, too. Nice. Boom. Good picks. Yeah, good Boom. picks. Good picks. Uh, we got some great fake superlatives. <laughs> uh, the first one I made up, so I'll, I'll introduce it. This is the most dangerous playoff fringe team, as in the kind of team that you're like, uh, they might not even make the playoffs, but I really don't want to play them. Uh, would rather not play them if I could. Uh, so I picked for this the Minnesota Vikings, uh, who just went in and beat the uh, uh, the, the Chargers. other the, the Sorry, the powder blue. Yeah, the, the powder blue Chargers. Um, sorry, I was distracted opening the door. Yeah, beat the Chargers. Uh, and the Chargers are also a weird team. Um, they've been been in every game. They're they're they've led in every single game they've played in. Uh, and every every now and again, Kirk Cousins is is worth the twenty million a year he gets paid, uh, and just enough that you're like Kirk Cousins, and then you're like, how are yeah. you anti-vax weirdo. <laughs> I forgot his anti-vax. I watched I watched that game. I did the uh, the rewind on that game. Really interesting game. And uh, they sealed the deal with, like, they, they were backed up on penalties twice on that last drive. And, and Dalvin Cook is just a – he's a man. It, he didn't play a couple games this year, but I, I like this pick. Um, between Justin Jefferson, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, there's, there's firing power there. Yeah, no, there is. There is. And, uh, you know, I just can't mention his name without mentioning – there have now been accusations against Dalvin Cook for uh, domestic violence. So, see yeah. how that plays out. <laughs> well, he's a violent dude. <laughs> yeah, apparently. apparently. Um, and yeah, that other guy, Madison, who looks like him. Oh, uh, my most dangerous playoff fringe team. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying that this team uh, is probably the best team in the AFC. I, I didn't say that, but a lot of people are alluding to it. Uh, the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see what they can do. Let's see what they can string together as they gel as a team. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm optimistic for the, for these guys. Uh, they can sneak in. They can give teams a hard time every game. I, I tend to agree. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, who's the quarterback? Wait a minute. I've seen, yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that how that movie ends. It's better than Phil Rivers. It's better than Phil Rivers. Yeah, I guess so. Although Phil Rivers, you know, he, that guy lights it up in the regular season. He just chokes miserably in the playoffs. Or he did back in the day. Yeah. And he, and he did last year. And we could have been yeah. the Bills last year. That's a good pick. Hey, but it's, what's also funny here is I just want to point out that I'm clearly an NFC guy and you're an AFC guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you've chose, you chose a, an AFC team. Um, kind of but yeah, I, pick so far as AFC, actually. That's an interesting call. And you, it's all NFC. Except for mostly. Coach yeah, well, yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I, 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 you're, seeing, you're seeing only part of the field. I'm seeing the whole field. The game's slowing down for me. It's slowing down. All for twenty-two me. guy over there. <laughs> I'm an all twenty-two guy. You know, I got a, a quick, quick anecdote. My dad always tells me this story uh, when you and I were juniors in high school and playing on our second undefeated football team in a, uh, two seasons in a row, oh, yeah. and uh, we passed the ball like you know probably fifteen times the entire year, and half those were for touchdowns. Um, <laughs> and I was the quarterback, as you know, and I said to my dad. Uh, said oh you guys are looking good out there and i said yeah i, I feel like the game's kind of slowing down for me <laughs> <laughs> and he mentions it to me all the time he's like oh yeah you were you know you 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 said dad the game's the game's slowing down for me 
<laughs> which is classic. And uh, yeah, and then I retired promptly after our. Uh, I did. I did the whole John Elway thing. We won two championships, and you and I both retired. We sailed off in the sunset. Got out of there. Yeah, there, yeah. there was nothing left to accomplish. But we've been eating. We've been dining out for free in New Jersey for for two decades now. <laughs> Haven't bought a slice of TJ's in years. That's right. That's right. It's easy to eat for free when you don't go to the state. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hardest team to peg here? Yeah, I'll go first. I have no idea who the Chiefs are. And I think everyone really wants the Chiefs to be back after that game last week. I don't think they're back. I have no idea who these guys are and what they what they stand for. Uh, Mahomes is missing guys. Even five touchdown passes, he missed guys uh, Sunday night. Yeah. Um, Chiefs, hardest team to peg. Yeah, we were all kind of coalescing around the notion that they were just very mediocre. You there? I think I, I think you're breaking up a little bit. The Chiefs have got you speechless. You there? I hear rumblings. I hear shufflings. Hey, I was chewing. We lost our. You're uh... chewing. Okay, let me finish chewing. Cause... <laughs> Wait, you're pulling a, a Manning cast? You thought we were we dropped for a little bit and you just start shoveling food in your mouth? I guess it is 7 o'clock on the West Coast. What was the last thing you heard? I think I was in the middle of a brilliant take. Uh, I heard coalescing. Uh, <laughs> some other big words. I was... Yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we were all coalescing around the notion that the Chiefs were, uh, <laughs> like, mediocre. And then they went ahead and did this. And I watched the game, too. It was not like a... The score seemed way out of line with how the game actually went down. The Raiders yeah, were not right? was not that out of it. It was just kind of the one of those games. It was like that just got away. That got away from the Raiders. It didn't like the Chiefs didn't blow them away. Um, and we know who the Raiders are. I, you know, I, I'm not going to get carried away with the Raiders. I think they're yeah. they're, they're not a hard real to streaky. Yeah, yeah, we know who they are. So I'm not blown away by the Chiefs beating them. And uh, yeah, I need to see the Chiefs in a close game, and I need to see. Patrick Mahomes do Patrick Mahomes stuff again, and then mm-hmm. we'll start to believe these guys. But it is weird that they're six and four uh, after what feels like the sky has been falling. Um, yeah, and that 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 division's weird too. That whole AFC West is kind of like a they're now at the top of that division, but everyone's like five and five. Um, and I'm actually picking a team in that division as my hardest team to peg. I think the Chargers are a difficult team to peg because I'm true. I'm kind of like. What? Like, who are you guys? Your defense is absolute garbage. And sometimes your offense is too, but other times your, like, defense seems serviceable and your offense seems balanced and Justin Herbert seems like an accurate thrower. So, you know, part of the problem with not knowing with the Chargers is they don't know who they are. Like, they don't know what kind of ball they want to play. They should, they got this guy with a laser rocket arm and he's like doing five yard outs. Doesn't seem like the right kind of uh game plan but what do i know and that defense is confused because derwin james is awesome and yeah. uh obviously bosa's awesome like it's weird that they're so bad on defense it's kind of like ram syndrome where you have all these great superstars yeah. but you don't really yeah. have a good defensive unit yeah no, i agree they're not they're not playing team football like the titans <sighs> hard team uh, to pick good call it's a good call. hard team to pick yeah uh all right the ben simmons award this is your award i'll let you introduce if you want to but I, 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 I actually modified the title, so I'll read the title and you can explain the award. The Ben Simmons Award, Ben Simmons, the basketball player, I assume, 
Ben Simmons Award for Outstanding Underperformance and Remarkable Selfishness. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good edit. Um, so you want to explain this? I mean, I guess it's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, we know Ben Simmons. He, uh, he's been mentioned a few times in the round ball roundup. <laughs> um, which NFL player, you can, you can open this one up because I like your picks. Uh, yeah. Who, who typifies uh, the outstanding underperformance and remarkable selfishness to you? So, so my winner of this award is Baker Mayfield. And partly that's from his quotes from the right after he got injured, his uh, labor issue. Uh, he was saying, I decide if I play or not. It's like, dude, maybe that's not the best interest of the team. You know, maybe you shouldn't be the one who, I, first of all, I don't think he's making that call. And second of all, I don't think he should be the one saying that kind of thing or making that call uh, because maybe he's better than Case Keenum. And I now like to say maybe. Maybe he's better than Case Keenum when he's healthy, but he's not healthy. And he's going out there and doing this tough guy act. I get it. I'm sympathetic on some level, but on another level, I'm just like, dude, cool out. You know, like we know that you, we know that you're a winner and you like to, you like to play and you're a tough guy, but you're maybe not helping the team. And in fact, you're probably hurting the team by getting out there. Cause I can't imagine that maybe it's not in conscious, perceptible ways to him. But I have to imagine he's pressing a lot, in, in, including because his shoulder hurts. And he's like, I'm not trying to get licked in the backfield. Or I'm not trying to, like, run the ball and smash my head into some guy and, you know, get my shoulder hurt again. And then my runner-up is Odell Beckham. It's just like, that's clown stuff, you know, what his dad did. I know it wasn't him, but it's like, if my dad did that, uh, there would have been some serious breakdown in communication before that happened. Uh, and I just think it's, like, kind of lame that he um, – you know, asked his way out of Cleveland, just the same way he asked his way out of New York. Um, it's lame. Yeah, I, you know, I think your examples to Baker, outstanding underperformance, yes. Remarkable selfishness, no. I would call him selfish, but I don't know if he's he's remarkable in his selfishness. Whereas, mm, fair enough. Yeah, Odell Beckham is remarkably selfish. Remarkable or outstanding underperformance. I mean, this is this is his award to win. Yeah. Yeah, agree. So congrats, OBJ. Yeah, I mean, I, I think also I like the way that you tied uh, your awarding of the award to what the award is actually called because underperformance, big time. OBJ, big time. underperformed like nobody can imagine. Selfishness, yes. Remarkable, yes. Um, hilarious also to see him like just immediately down the new Ram stuff. It's like I know what else is he supposed to do, but seeing him with like pictures on social media and stuff with just like wearing all the Ram stuff like two days later, you know, give me a break. Um I mean, it's really? going to be fun to be out of Cleveland, in all, in all fairness. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, <laughs> when, when was it fun going into Cleveland? I guess that was his call. Um, all right, so the Rudy Gobert Award for Excellence in Making a Mockery of a Global Pandemic. This is, this is your award, another great award. I think you're referring to the fact that at the beginning of the pandemic in March 2020, Gobert was, like, touching all the microphones and basically just being a fool around uh, the seriousness of COVID. And at, to be fair, at that point, we didn't know it was as crazy as it was going to be, but it still seemed like, dude, everyone's kind of freaking out right now. It's, like, the beginning of March 2020. We all remember how we felt then, and Rudy Gobert was just being a clown. Um, yeah, so you go he first. He coughed on the mic while he had COVID, unbeknownst. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. And like, then, oh, and then is this <laughs> – His teammates got it. I'm actually watching him right now yeah. because he's playing. they're playing the Sixers right now, and uh, – uh, yeah, he's. I, he's you just, can't make that story up. A guy was yeah. mocking COVID, coughing on the mic, and then they all got COVID. Yeah, because he had a, COVID and was coughing all over the place. It was an incredible moment. Yeah. Um, and I think we both we both agree there's there's only one winner for this award. Yeah. 
Who you got? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, the yeah, he should get this award and then say, I own you, I still own you. You're always going to win this award, Rodgers. You're always the COVID loser uh, who lies every, everybody smugly. Um, no respect for this guy. You got a runner-up here, I see, though. Oh, yeah, Carson Wentz, you know. Uh, I guess he's, 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 uh, he hasn't really made a mockery of it completely, but, you know, this whole, this whole like, oh, I'm going to wear my mask around. Oh, I'm, a good, I'm good for the community. Like, no, dude, get vaccinated. Come on, it's not that hard. I agree, but I kind of disagree with your take. I, I that, look, this is my this is my limp defense of Carson Wentz. It's the one time I'll do this this season. At least wow. the guy's putting on his mask. At least he's wearing his mask on the sideline. Yeah. He's wearing like even when he doesn't yeah. have to. It's like at least he's yeah. doing that. He, he's like a good soldier about it. You know, it's like he's not a great soldier because it's like you get fucking vaccinated. It's a friggin' miracle. Like you, you, you talk about miracles that apparently happened thousands of years ago, but nobody ever can really verify. And uh, you're you're bearing witness to this other miracle, and and thumbing your nose at it. Like, come on, like give me a break. Yeah. There's less of a mockery element. You're right, Aaron Rodgers. You know, showing up at press conferences and playing it off like he was vaccinated when he uh, was blatantly not. Right. Yeah. It's just and and just arrogant about the whole thing too. In, in the wit in the following of it, you know, blaming the woke mob. It's like yeah, it's Joe spare. Rogan's friend. You're right. Yeah. Like I got together with Joe Rogan. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Doctor Joe. That that. You know, makes me not worry at all. Ridiculous. Okay, this one you got to you got to explain because I'm not even totally sure I get this Bobby Valentine award. Next, this is award. The next superlative, yeah. The Bobby Valentine Award for the coach we'd be most fired up to play for. Do you you don't remember when Bobby Valentine he there was a game back in the '90s or early 2000s where he you know he was famous. He was one of the best. Uh, arguers with umpires in, in baseball history really got yeah. up in their face very animated turned bright red mm-hmm. and uh one game he got thrown out of and the the Mets broadcast crew was like talking and, and zoomed in on the dugout and they're like oh my god like do you see that man wearing glasses and and a big mustache is that Bobby Valentine in a fake you know uh glasses mustache combo you know those things they sell where you have the funny face and the, the, the Groucho Marx thing I think the Groucho yeah. Marx mask yeah right yeah he was he was wearing that in the dugout in disguise like managing the game after he was thrown out and it's like <laughs> that got a hilarious it, ridiculous like you can't make that one up and you know you would imagine if you're like a guy on the Mets at the time you just get so excited at, at like the passion of your manager that, that he's willing to go through ridiculous stunts just to be in the dugout calling some shots and helping you win a game. Um, so that, you know, and, and those Mets teams, they had some good teams, but there were also some very unremarkable teams there. So it doesn't necessarily correlate to winning, but it's like, who would you want to play for? And for me, it's got to be this crazy guy in Detroit named Dan Campbell, who's crying, who's, who's making gutsy, you know, go for it on fourth down calls, uh, who's all about power football. They uh, haven't won a game, but they mm-hmm. haven't lost every game. And I think we got to tip our cap to Dan Campbell in this first yeah. half of the season. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's a complete lunatic who probably, like, eats nails for breakfast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that could be good. That could be a good thing. Okay, so I, I think I get it. Um, and so I just want to – I'm going to make an initial pick that's a little bit boring uh, because it's, he's been around for a while. I think I really want to play for Bill Belichick, man. Because wow, you, you're just going to show up. And the guy's going to be prepared and he's going to put you in a position to go do your job and execute. And he's going to be able to make adjustments. He's going to be able to respond to his personnel. And I think he's just the kind of guy that like, 
he's a professional and I, I hate, I hate it when a coach shows up and it's like, you know, I just wasn't prepared or blah, blah, blah. Or I didn't, I didn't, you know, I couldn't, I didn't get these guys ready. Bill Belichick, even if he does say that now and again, he's, he's, he's getting the guys ready. And, and it's a guy you can just feel comfortable putting your, uh, you know, livelihood on the line for. But I also want to say a guy that I really like is Ron Rivera. They beat when like they beat the Bucks this weekend. The guy is just so calm. And it's not like he's not the calm kind of like the way Belichick can be calm. Sometimes you just want Belichick to just relax and smile and celebrate a good thing when it happens. But just like he's just a cool dude. Just like I'm not going to be too high or too low any, at any time. But like I'm going to, you know, pump my fist when something good happens, but not carry on and uh, bitch and moan when something bad happens. So I just like that guy. I, I like the way that he reacted to I like the way they reacted to the uh, beating the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, good pick, good, good, good guys. So you went, you went with like the real like pros pro on that one. Yeah, but yeah, Ron and Bill. All right, these next uh, these next categories are yours. All right, and I'm going to run with them. Uh, so best uniform matchup uh, of the season, and thank you for coming up with this one. It's a great one. Uh, I, I went back and looked at all the uniform matchups that we've had so far. There's been some interesting ones. There's been some bad ones. There's been some good ones. I'm kind of a traditionalist when it comes to the NFL uh, and so traditional that I went back to the uh, Super Bowl one rematch, which was, you know, the uniforms were uh, inverted because the Chiefs were home for this game this season. Week nine, Packers at Chiefs. Uh, the, so the Packers wore white and the Chiefs wore red. And the, the Packers wore green and the Chiefs wore white. Uh, but it just was a classic matchup. The, the teams don't really share any colors. Um, so there was like enough of a uniform clash. It's looked really solid. Two classic franchises, a uh, classic matchup. Um, uh, it was not a good game, but that's beside the point when it comes to uniforms. My runner-up was week four. If you're kind of like a, if you're a West Coast, New Age NFL type guy, uh, the Raiders in week four wore white pants, uh, or sorry, wore white jerseys over silver pants against the Chargers, who wore a white helmet with a powder blue jersey and yellow pants and that just was a classic look um worst uniform matchup of the season week five the rams wore bone over blue and the seahawks wore all neon julia <laughs> julia liked the uh seahawks all neon if i recall <laughs> which uh you know yeah, when, I, when right. I eventually when i eventually meet her i will never let her live that down <laughs> yeah she's she's with me she's not known for her taste <laughs> <laughs> well done sir um, <laughs> although in a way that's, hmm. I'll leave that there. I am the green on green. <laughs> yeah, right. The green on you green are on the neon. <laughs> <laughs> the most neon of boyfriends. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. since you're the resident gambler, what was the, uh, the biggest gambling heartbreak of the season so far? Biggest gambling heartbreak. All right. The key to being a sports gambler is have a short term memory. So my biggest heartbreak came last night when, Against all instincts, I bet on the Rams, even though you knew this was a classic trap game and all mm -hmm. the smart money was coming out on the Niners. I still said, no, I'm smart. I'm smarter than smart money. I'm going Rams, and I got shellacked. What was the bet you made? Uh, Rams, I think, had a three and a half, or were spotting three and a half. Four. Yeah, and they got smoked. Yeah, yeah. Did it lose a lot of money, or was it, or was it fake money? That's uh yeah, I lost some money. I wouldn't say a lot, but but I, I lost. 
So, I was more on that Thursday night. I was very confident in the freaking uh, Ram or Raven, though. Uh, but I don't yeah. remember that. I don't remember. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was almost a whole week ago now. A whole five days. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that was a stinker of a game, too, though. Um, my biggest gambling heartbreak uh, was the Jets-Colts in week nine. The, the Colts came out on Thursday night football. We're just absolutely demolishing the uh, Jets and poor Mike White after his uh, beautiful showing week before was injured early in that game. So Josh Johnson came in and initially it looked bleak. It looked bad. Then Josh Johnson was slinging it. So the Colts came into this game, uh, 10 and a half point favorites. The final score was 45 to 30, but the game ended with the Colts taking a couple of kneel downs within their own five yard line because the Jets had been driving and driving and driving and would have, uh, you know, prevented the Colts from covering had Josh Johnson not had a ball tipped in the air and intercepted on the five-yard line, and I was, uh, you know, that was a bad beat, bad beat. You did pick, if we go back to the, the books, you uh, you picked the Colts to win, not to cover. That's right. a tough loss. Yeah, so that's why, and it was the beginning of the week, too, so, you know, you like to, because of the Thursday game, you like to start the week on a, on a good positive note by picking the Thursday game right, and, and I was set up for victory, and then, uh, you know, Josh Johnson just went all Josh Johnson on us. Well, it was on a <laughs> poor guy. He was so animated about it. He was so upset, but yeah, you were probably yippeeing at that point. Oh yeah. Uh, um, oh yeah. Okay. So worst take of the year on this podcast. Uh, so you pick for me and I, and I pick for you, I guess, huh? That's right. That's right. And I'll, I'll take it away. Um, episode one. Was that a lost episode or we have that episode? Uh, I mean, it's it's on it's on a different app. Oh, uh, all right. You got to go to a different uh, different site to find it. Right. Uh, Addy said when we were going through who would have the worst record, he said, "I'm going out on a limb here. I think it's the Broncos. The Denver Broncos are going to have the worst record. And just because uh, the Eagles can beat them doesn't mean they have the worst record. They already have five wins. They could stop playing football now, and they won't have the worst record." <sighs> Sorry. All right. All right. Fine. Yeah, fine. I mean, look, they're probably going to go five and 12 and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, that's, that wasn't a great call. And I, and, and they're not a hateable team, so it's not like fun to cheer yeah. for them to not succeed. So yeah, I, I'm not happy about that pick overall. I should have picked like, I don't know, but all the bad teams this year are like cheer horrible, except for the, except for the, uh, the Jack the Jaguars. Texans. Texans yeah, stink. That was my pick. Yeah, they're awful. Right. Remember the Texans, like no one's like, they're not like hateable either. It's like, ah, whatever. They're kind yeah, of they nice kind of here. are. They're kind of hateable. Yeah, you got the, you got the divisional, the divisional hangup. Um, so I, I think your worst take was uh, that the Falcons <laughs> are going to the playoffs. I think you might have said the Falcons and the Panthers are going to the playoffs. Yeah, and I would, I would, I, I think I might have said one of the two though. And if I said that, then that's actually a really good take. Yeah. To stand by. Let's see, we can go back to the, the tracker. Either Falcons and or. Panthers going to the playoffs. Well, I, I think it'll actually be uh, do stand by it because when neither of them make the playoffs, um, I want to revisit this moment. All right. No, I, I, uh, I'm excited about these Panthers. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Cause I think that they're that it's completely unrealistic to think that Cam Newton's going to come in and it's, you know, same team, different coach, different offense, uh, different, different personnel, but whatever. That's true. Um, and also like, oh, I said, Panthers, I said Panthers or Falcons over 500. Those okay. both could come true. The Falcons are four and five, and the Panthers are five and five. I don't know. 
Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. Okay. All right. All right. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it tracked. Keep it tracked. Um, and you said the Bills will come back down to earth. <laughs> and Josh Allen is Carson Wentz. These are your words. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of stand by them. Um, really. Yeah, a little bit. I, I don't remember. Okay, so the next the next award that we've got is the best wing of the year award. And I know oh, it's yeah. Oh, oh, oh! You mean what? Like which wing that we ate? Oh, okay. You don't. So yeah. Yours was a week 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 one. Yeah, like, the opposite of the gambler's memory. You know, the gamblers have to forget. The <laughs> wing eaters remember. And I remember week one sitting on that couch for the first time of the season, pressing that order button. It took an hour and a half for my wings to get here because everyone else had the same idea. And when I bit into that first wing, mm, football was back. Sweet that satisfaction. Week, you, you can't have that again. You know, that only comes once a season. Right. That week yeah. one win. How about you? No, that's 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 a great that's a great call. I mean, I you painted a picture for me. Uh, it was mm. vivid. Um, I don't remember what week it was, but I, I've got a tie because one of these is is like not a traditional Buffalo win. One of them was uh, Cosa Buona. That was like the Italian place that I mentioned. That's in in town. Uh, and more. it's got like just great traditional um, chicken wings with the, you know, like the orange buffalo sauce. The other one that I had was like a, uh, like a sweet chili pepper type uh, wing from this place called Woon, which is a Asian food place. And those wings are just the, the, the I don't know what they're doing to them, but I, man, I could eat like 15 of them right now. As I sit here, I'm like kind of halfway through dinner. That I've been munching on when the connection gets back. Uh, yeah, I could go for some wound wings right now, my man. Throw throw away that burrito or whatever you're eating and go get some wounds. Yeah, I might have to. I might have to. Although I, I don't know, it's probably going to be closed by the time this thing's over. Um, all right, last superlative we got of the year. I actually haven't picked one on this yet, so you're going to have to go first and, and, and vamp while I figure mine out. The I think John I've got Ro- the winning pick. Are good. Yeah, yeah, the John Rocker Award for the guy we're glad we don't have in our life anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a lot of like '90s, early 2000 baseball references here. What's, what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen if you leave up the awards, uh, naming awards to me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, hate John Rocker, the battery guy. He was great for a little bit, and then as quickly as he came, he just disappeared. Uh, for me, I'm glad to see that guy John Gruden go. You know, we we enjoyed him while we had him. He popped in and out of our life a little bit, did some broadcasting, did some coaching, did some hard knocks. Great, great, great. Never need to see that guy again. Good yeah. to see you go, John Gruden. That's a good pick. So I'm just going to go ahead and piggyback off of that and say John Gruden because, uh, you know, we should continue dunking on him until time immemorial. Uh, but I also, you know, did a deep dive on, uh, because this is the kind of things that people like you and I do, did a deep dive on uh, Mike and Mike in the morning, uh-huh. uh, you know, which discontinued in 2017 after – pretty much two decades of, of dominating the sports airwaves in the morning, the morning drive. Uh, I, I'm glad Mike Golick, you know, he's, he's still around and he still does stuff, but I'm glad he's not in my life anymore. I never liked that really? guy. Yeah, I was always like a greenie, greenie the weenie? I was always a greenie guy. You know, like Golick seemed like he was probably like anti-Semitic, like behind the scenes, you know? Uh, and like, that's probably why he didn't like greenie. I don't know. Um, but that's, well, you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. I once walked by greenie on the street. That guy's tall. You think what? of him as this really small guy. Yeah. Six foot at least. No way. He's really? huge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, that looks that. like a tall version of, of Mike Greenberg. And it was Mike Greenberg. It was a tall Big version guy. of himself. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, that's crazy. I would, not have, I would not have guessed that at all. I don't think anyone would. 
But but see, that's also that's also that's the Golik effect. This is what Golik did because Golik is an ogre, and he yeah, made Greeny look look you know small. And I like Greeny, man. He's 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 great host to get up. He's a got a face for TV. He's got a great voice. He's got he's got opinions. He's got takes. I don't know. I like it. I like I like I like Greeny a lot. And I'm not a big Mike Golik guy, so I'm glad he's not around anymore. Or at least as far they as they say, Greeny is five eleven and Golik is six five. So it, it was the six inch disparity that really threw right. us off. But he's a tall guy. Yeah, another reason to dislike Mike Golik. Look what he did to my to Mike Greenberg's height uh, yeah, situation. Yeah. All right. Well, great job by us. Uh, I think we picked a lot of good picks there. Uh, let's uh, get to the wing count. Do 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 do. Um, let's see. We came into this week, or it's been two weeks. You were at 80. I was at 62. I had uh, six coming into last week, I think was my number. And this past week, I made a big order, a big aggressive uh, six or 18 wing order. Oh, God. Uh, unfortunately, uh, sad to report, I only consumed 10. Wait, so, what, so you came in at how many? I think I came in at 62, and I added a total of 16 to that. So I'm at 78. I'm not even at the total that we came no, into these. You two said anymore. you you said you only you only uh. You said you only ate ten of them. Yeah, but then the week before I had six. Oh right. Okay. Wait. So what's your total now? I think I'm 78. Oh wow. Okay. So I'm at wait. I'm at 86 because I was at 80 coming in and I had six not this week but the week before. So I'm you at had 86. An o for this week. Yeah, no for. See, this is what happens. Once you get a lead in the wing, the wing game is a very okay, it's interesting strategy. It's a Once you one. get the lead, yeah. you get comfortable. Right. That's you a huge mistake. Yeah, I mean, I'm about to absolutely massacre, uh, you know, a whole hen house this weekend. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to Tennessee. This week? Yeah, tomorrow. And I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know about the Buffalo Wings in Tennessee. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I bet they're probably pretty good, actually. Where in Tennessee? Nashville? Knoxville. Oh, well, yeah, okay. So you really did lose a bet. <laughs> yeah, it's called vacation with a girlfriend's family. But Knoxville she, wins. I'll Tennessee? report back. No, there's like a hotel there that people in New York are going to. I don't know. I don't know, Addy. I just go where I'm told. <laughs> That's a good strategy. It's, uh, it ensures longevity. Um, yeah. So I uh, am going to the Harvard Yale game this weekend. Uh, ah. I will not be having any wings there because I think my uh, glove, my hands will be gloved. Uh, but I'm going to be watching uh, football on Sunday with uh, Brother Jed. So I imagine we're going to have uh, you know our fair share of wings with any luck. Yeah. No. No offense to your Casa Bono or your wound or whatever you're doing out there in Los Angeles, but. Once you're back in the Northeast, I think you'll uh, you'll appreciate what the what the the Northeast is bringing to the wing game. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, delicious I, these days. I, I'm I'm ready to get back in, get back involved in the uh, Northeast wing game. That's gonna the be great. You, the closer you get to Buffalo, the better the wings are. You know, that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's like a pilgrimage to Mecca. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Although they do not let uh, Muslims in Buffalo anymore. <laughs> really? Well, I don't know. It just seems like the kind of place where. They only like white people. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, any uni watch for this week? Uh, oh, yeah, I already said it. It was uh, the Giants on Monday Night Football. I'll, I'll let you know if there's anything good comes off across the uh, the deck. Uh, and without further ado, man. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, song. Oh, God. Song. I'm deprived. Yeah, let's hear it. Song. You know, uh, Ice Ice Baby? Yep. Ice Ice Baby. I got Mike White's Dunzo. Mike White's Dunzo. Okay. You know, look, A for effort. Maybe. Maybe B for effort. Uh, yeah, okay. Like, like Dunzo. He's Dunzo. Why well, you got to do that to our boy Mike White, though? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It went one too many weeks with Mike White. It's yeah. time to bring the young boy back in. Let's see what he yeah, got. I, yeah, I'm ready for the young boy. I, like, I want to see him uh, just rip it or whatever he said. <laughs> yeah, right. I so said, we haven't baby. had that week yet. Yeah, it's turned into – I'm recording this for posterity. Mike White's Dunzo. We we could you know if this podcast really takes off I think there's probably a record deal in our future with some of these songs. Uh, this could be, be this could be a top three track. Well, there's where you're wrong because there's not maybe a record deal in our future. There's definitely one in our future, <laughs> and I think Mike White's Dunzo will be the title track. <laughs> Mike White's Dunzo. <laughs> um, all right, as as we approach minute eighty nine of the podcast, <laughs> uh, I think it's time to turn to. Who you got, homie? Who you got, homie? Who you got, homie? Got a great slate this week. I don't see the line or the spreads up here, so that's yeah. They're coming be... in. They're coming in. They're coming. Yeah, in. we're gonna hear some nice, uh, heavy typing from. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a quiet typer. Branch. I'm a quiet typer now. I'm a quiet typer now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, whisper. Come to on, the, man. To the keys. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, I mean, I gotta call. You called out my chewing earlier, so I'm gonna call your typing. <laughs> an eye for an eye. All right, the lines are getting added. You can kick, you can which, kick this thing off. The eye on my laptop is coming off. Um, all right, so oh, the – Yeah, it's a complete nightmare, and it, like, won't go back on. It looks, it looks like lines up, and I'm like, oh, okay, just got to push down. And I put it in, and then I like type the eye again, and it's like, ah, oh, no eye. Um, no eye in team. All right, Thursday Night Football is Pats at Falcons. Love it. The Falcons – the Falcons. <laughs> the Falcons get seven points. Ah, short week. Falcons are another team that's difficult to peg. I think they're what five and five, no four and six. Uh, they're four and five, I think. Yeah, I just said right because that, that's my pick. They're going to be over five hundred. Okay. Yeah. I. Um, uh, this yeah, is a trap. This is a big trap game for the Pats. Big trap. Uh, and it's and it's at it's at Falcon Land. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and pick the Pats. Pats to win. Uh. Pat's cover. Pat's been kept. Pat's cover. I'll, I'll write it down. Don't worry. You, you just do your thing over there. Um, Pat's win. Pat's cover. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Pat's have been shellacking teams, whereas the Falcons just got shellacked. But it's a weird league, and these, these Thursday night games are quirky. Um, things happen on Thursday nights, as we saw last week. Um, if anyone else was coaching this team, you would be like, all right, you know, they're, they're flying a little too close to the sun, but it's Bill Belichick. Um, but even still, I'll go Pats win, Falcons cover. Even still. The old even still pick. I love it, even still. All right. The Sunday early games, we got the Saints at the Eagles. The Eagles giving up a point and a half. And I'll point out, as you already did this episode, that the Eagles are 0-4 at home. Eagles hate Philadelphia. No, yeah, the Eagles are giving up a point and a half. Yeah, okay, that's what I said, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
actually. Uh, but then again, I guess when Trevor Simeon is playing for the Saints and they've now lost two in a row, um, that's questionable. Yeah, but I think you got to pick this one first. Although I know how I know how my pick is going to look. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I think the Saints win this outright. Idiot. Idiot. I I uh, I don't know. I think the Saints are fine. They're figuring out what life looks like without Jameis. Yeah, Saints. I mean, that's completely ridiculous. What, like what? No, the Eagles win. Eagles cover. All right. Boom. All right. No question. No question in my mind. No question in my mind. Not a question. All right. Okay. Owen Ford home. Well, no, that you're talking about. You're, you're talking about currently. They're one and four at home because I'm thinking of like next week. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. All right, the Colts. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, go ahead. Eagles win. Eagles cover. Saints. Oh, now I got to type like, louder to try to catch up. Oh my no, god. Just, just type loudly. Everyone knows what they expect. I'm a typer. What can I say? Um, I used right, to get yeah. yelled at. You know, back when we went to offices, I would get I would get yelled at for being a weirdo hard typer. Loud typer, loud. What, what do you say? You don't. You well, don't want to. Back in my day, we you know we typed on typewriters. We really had to push the buttons <laughs> <Yeah>. hard. <laughs> Got to make an imprint. Yeah. Um. All right. So the next game we got is the Colts at the Bills. The Bills are giving up seven and a half Why points. Why do you laugh? Why do you laugh when you announce that line? <laughs> because it's just like there's no respect for the Colts. Sure. No respect. Uh, but. If there's one team that I don't like, it's the Bills, man. <laughs> so I will say Colts win. Colts cover. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I did what I had to do, and I'd do it again. Well, the good news is I agree with you, Addy. I think this is one of the wisest choices you've made all year. I think They so almost too. beat them in the playoffs. This is a revenge game. The Colts, you know, it circled this one on their calendar. The Bills, they couldn't even handle the Jaguars. I think, you know, what, they just came off a bye? I, I don't know. I, I think um, I think this is the, – the Bills are quietly doing what the Chiefs are doing, which is just playing a little weird every game. Yeah. Go Colts. All right, dude, and they almost – like, they lost that complete stinker against the uh, Jaguars, and then they were begging the Jets to be in the game last week. The first half of that game was just a mess. Oh, yeah, uh, you right. know, they, I mean, they ended up being. They had a bye, but they beat up the Jets. <laughs> it was well. In many ways, they did have a bye. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I mean, the Bills are just they're, they're not the kind of team that they're they're more like the team that beat the Jets or sorry that uh, lost to the Jaguars and beat the Jets with a poor first half performance than they are the team that uh, was really impressive beating uh, the Chiefs. You know. Like when we thought that was impressive, and now they're they seem also like the team who we lost to the Steelers. You know, the, I, the Bills. I have no faith in them. None. Why should? Why should I? And I, I won't. I won't. You won't make me do it. <laughs> I won't. True. Um, next, we got the Packers at the Vikings. The Vikings are getting two and a half points. Oh, you love it, don't you? You love it. Uh, oh God. No, I, I, I um, what's that guy? AJ Dillon had a big game last week for the Packers. Yeah, which is important uh, because he's going to be the starting running back this week because uh, what's his name's out? Yeah, uh, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Jones. But the defense looks good. I, I don't know. I mean, I think the Packers are probably a more complete team than they've been probably in the past five years. We'll go Cicada Theory on this. Yeah, Packers win, Packers cover. Yeah, I, thanks for the shout-out on the Cicada Theory. 
uh, I I think the Packers were kind of bad last week, and the Seahawks were just worse. Um, and so that was interesting. But then again, maybe it was just Rogers getting back from, you know, uh, his COVID situation. Um, but the Vikings are the Vikings are are in all the games that they play, and I think that they, uh, you know, are at home here. They're going to get up for this divisional game. I like the Vikings to win this game. What was the cicada year again for the Patriots? 2003. Let's put you on the spot. 2003? Yeah. And this is week 11? Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. Hold your horses. Uh, week 11, they or they went to – they became 8-2 and two in week 11 by beating the Cowboys. And then they went 9-2 and two by beating the Texans in OT on the road. All right, there it is. They're going to win in OT. Yep. <laughs> Well, actually, that could totally happen. If anyone's going to play overtime, it's going to be the Vikings. Yeah. But, so you say uh, Vikings win, Vikings cover? Yeah, I, I like that pick. Feel solid about it. Okay. Good, good. We got some differentiation here, and I mean, by that I just mean I've picked all the games correctly, and you've picked a few incorrectly. Uh, Ravens at Bears. Bears get six points. The Bears should get more points just because it would be nice for them to have more points. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. The Ravens were totally disappointing last week in a weird game against the Dolphins. Um, right. Was that their last game? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thursday night. Jeez. It feels like so long ago. Um, hmm. Dog barking. (laughs) Ravens win. Bears cover. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to go straight up Ravens statement win. This is their division. They've had a long week, a lot of rest. They've been a beat. I think I have a statement win against the, the Bears, though. I mean, they're still I don't the know, Bears. Blow them out by 20? No, that's just beating the Bears, like in a standard fair situation. What's the weather going to be like in, uh, in old Chicago? This you're, week? you're a big weather guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're not? You've got to look at the forecast. Yeah, 48 sunny. Yeah, it's not going to be bear weather. They're they're not winning. Yeah, they can't. They won't bear down. Is what you're saying? Bear down. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So you had yeah, we had differentiation there too. So half points at stake, um, at least. All right. Sunday late games. Bengals at Raiders. Raiders get one point. Um, Bennett picks first. I'm starting to think the Bengals were who they thought who we thought they were. I'm starting to think they're not that good. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders going into Las Vegas, uh, win and cover. Yeah, the Raiders. The Raiders are spent, man. I think the I think the Bengals are going to win this one big. Really? Bengals, yeah. I look. I look. they it, It's it's become too much for the Raiders. Have, it's become too much, and I think they the product they put on the field last week is, you know, like I said, I think that that Chiefs game was more like the Raiders gave it away and the Chiefs blew them out. But that's that that point is important for this pick because I think the Raiders are in the giveaway games kind of mode. Um, and then once, once the wheels start coming off, they come off real big. The Henry Ruggs stuff is, is only going to just remain around the team. The John Gruden stuff was a lot. I think that they don't have that much like talent uh, on the team on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know. seems like, seems like they're done. seems like they're, they're five they're, and four. They're five and four. They're still they're still competing for this division. Yeah, you're right. Nothing nothing is nothing has changed in in the time that they played those nine games. Ridiculous. 
if you're gonna make if, if you're gonna make observations, I mean, at least yeah, yeah. You just you just picked the Cincinnati Bengals. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Come back, player of the year, Joe the Donkeys on their squad, man. <laughs> yeah, with a week, yeah, with a week rest, I give you that. But I don't know. We'll see it. It's gonna, we it's gonna will get see nasty it. in the natty, baby. Oh, it's in it's in <laughs> Vegas. Um, Cardinals at Seahawks. Seahawks get two and a half points. And now is Kyler playing? He's questionable. Yikes. He's questionable. Yeah. Okay. Um, are the Seahawks ever going to stop losing? Yes. And they'll stop losing this week. I think the Cardinals are going to yeah. lose two straight. Yeah. I think the Seattle wins this game. Uh, hate to say it, uh, but I agree with you there. I kind of look at it like the uh, Dak Prescott injury. Took one week for him to figure out who he was again, and then he came out firing. Uh, so you're so you're saying even if Kyler gets in there? Us. Oh oh oh! Yeah, I yeah. Rest, I, like rest, rest. you know, I think we got to go. We got to think reversion back to the mean. Nice story with uh, with the Cardinals so far this season, but do we really think come end of the year the Cardinals are sitting atop that really tough division? I don't. Um, no, I think I think that's the Rams division to win and, and this is the Seahawks game to uh to knock the Cardinals off a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I feel like the Seahawks have to make at least one last gasp here before it's all said and done. Uh, I don't think they're about sure. to lose another one. It's a divisional game too. Um all right, last Sunday late game before we got uh the Sunday night and the Monday night games. The Cowboys at the Chiefs. You said earlier you didn't and the Chiefs get are giving up two and a half points. Yeah, game of the week. I'm very excited. I got to pick this one first. Very excited. Yeah. So I, you got a, you got a Chiefs theory or what? Yeah, I think they're not back. I think nothing's been solved, uh, and I think there's it's uh it's it's shocking that Vegas is giving the points here. Shocking. What have we what have we seen besides beating up on the Raiders on a on a on a primetime game, which are always a little funky, uh, to justify this line? No, mm-hmm. I don't buy it. I'm, I'm, you know, I think the Cowboys are really feeling themselves, feeling good, gelling as a team. Uh, you know, this is their chance to really make a statement uh, for the world. And they will. Cowboys will win. Cowboys will cover. And it will be decisive. Uh, I kind of tend to agree. I, I just want to say, though, I do think that the Chiefs defense is playing better. Like, they seem to be uh, not as completely inept as they were. For most of the season. I, I don't know if that's because Melvin Ingram uh, got in there and that apparently changed the formations that they could play. They could apparently, this is from X's and O's guys that I listened to, uh, having Melvin Ingram uh, on the defensive line allows them to, um, or I guess he's outside linebacker, but allows them to put Chris Jones, the kind of star defensive player in the nose position and create Penetration disruption up front, and I I did notice he knocked down like three balls of Derek Carr's uh, batted line batted pass at the line of scrimmage. I was like, that's that seems like a, an effective thing. Um, I'm trying to see if Ezekiel Elliott is injured. Oh, I mean that could explain the line. I'm I'm missing something here. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Mm, okay, apparently. Mike McCarthy isn't overly concerned about Ezekiel Elliott, but what the hell does Mike McCarthy know? Not how to manage the clock in two minutes. Um, He's not even on the injury report. Okay. All right. Look, then. Um, mm, mm, mm. You know what, dude? Talk to me. 
Chiefs win. Ooh. Going with the X and O's, guys. Chiefs cover. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. I like that. Yeah, it's a one-point swing. We're on the other side of that one. Yeah. yeah full one-point swing. All right. Last game on Sunday is a Sunday night game. Steelers at Chargers. The Chargers are giving up five and a half points. I don't know if Roethlisberger is – I think he's out this week. Um, yeah, so, I Why? think Mason Rudolph's COVID? played. COVID, yeah. COVID's going to – yeah, really. But he's so strong and resilient. Yeah, he's strong and resilient. Um, look, the Chargers uh, are going to win. Yeah, I think they're going to cover two. I think the Chargers are going to win by like 15. Are we sure that Roethlisberger's out? Tomlin said that Roethlisberger doesn't need to practice this week in order to play in Sunday's road game. That doesn't mean he'll play. And TJ Watt uh, He's out, had yeah. a good MRI, so he'll play. He's not going to play. Um, Is he playing? He'll play. Yeah, I think the MRI came back and it was clean. <laughs> Chef, he's confident. I am. Um, wait, so you said Chargers win? Yeah, Chargers win. Chargers cover. And cover. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll go on the other side of that. Um, I Again, it's like reversion to the mean theory. I think the Steelers are good. Not, I think the no. Steelers are good. They have a running back this year. Excuse me. They have a scary this, this, The Steelers just tied the fucking Lions. I'm not letting you well, get away with saying something like that. In a rainy, rainy game against the most inspiring <laughs> coach in football. <laughs> Steelers win. Well, Steelers what a weak take! I, you know, that, <laughs> like just that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a rainy, rainy game against an inspiring coach in football. You don't respect weather enough. It's clear. It's becoming very clear. <laughs> oh my god! But I mean, if you take away Ben Roethlisberger, the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger, and these guys still can't beat the Lions, who the Eagles beat by like thirty-five points, uh, you know, and Jared Goff is their quarterback. I'm not saying you're a good team. They're a solid five, three, and one. <laughs> um, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> All right, the money like, but uh, yeah. For the record, Bennett chose Steelers to win and Steelers to cover. I'm I'm putting a note in the notes that Addy was laughing. Yeah, loudly. I'm putting that in. Uh, you that'll can say be noted. laughing out loud. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Monday night game. It's the Giants wearing their throwback uniforms at the Bucks. The Bucks give up 11 points. The Bucks losers of two straight losers last week to the Washington football team in a game that I watched in condensed version. And let me just tell you, uh, so many drops, including a drop that led to an interception. Uh, the Bucks just didn't have the ball. And that's, you know, kind of their fault, too, because their defense wasn't great. Um, yeah. So, anyway, your pick, Giants-Bucks. Yeah. The, um, the Giants don't like to get blown out. It's not right. something they do too frequently. They tend, especially these primetime games, play them pretty close. The Giants don't win this game, but the Giants do keep it within 11. Um, so, yeah, Bucks win, Giants cover. Uh, the Giants do get blown out in games. I do think that uh, this won't be <laughs> one of those games. And I don't – but, I mean, what's more likely to happen? That the Giants are going to get blown out – or Tom Brady's going to lose three games in a row. I think the Giants getting blown out is more likely. But is it more likely, though, that the Giants will keep it close or get blown out? Ah, you know what? Bucks win, Bucks cover. Bucks F, win? F the Giants. Bucks cover. 
just a little NFC East bias pouring through your anti-Giants hatred. Wow, um, that was yeah. a full that was a full pod right there. Heck of a pod. Uh, I three mean, pages worth of picks. notes. Yeah, three pages worth of notes. Yeah. One hundred and eight minutes worth of recording time, plus a Oof. few minutes of me chewing. Uh, you know, and like one hundred and eight minutes of you typing. <laughs> the typing wasn't so bad. <laughs> no, it wasn't so bad. Well, uh, you know, uh, we're we're coming back at you next week with another good pod. Uh, but this has been, you know, our midseason award podcast. Um, any parting words, Bennett? I think we made up for the off week. The fans got a kind of like a double episode they just got here. Yeah, I mean, it feels like we lived three lifetimes in this episode. Um, and in many ways, we did. <laughs> Enjoy the uh, Northeast. Enjoy those wings. Thank you, my man. Enjoy Knoxville. Said uh, he said. Hopefully, um, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find the the treasure trove of, of Southern wings. You probably have to kill the chicken yourself or something. Rip his head <laughs> off, or I don't know. All right, man. Well, um, I'll talk to you. I guess. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have a pod next week before Thanksgiving break, right? Yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday. T- Tuesday. 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 Can you make that happen? Tuesday. I think Tuesday. All right. Why not? Well, let's 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 promise. Let's let's overpromise and uh, overdeliver. How about that? So we'll see you next week. Uh, Until then, good night from Los Angeles. Good night from New York. See ya. See ya.